Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Anna's first dating relationship and why I ended it after 13 dates. This is an interesting one, and I almost considered not doing this podcast, but you know what? I'm doing this podcast not for me so much as for other people who might be going through the same thing and be having their doubts on, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I doing the right thing? This is for those people. Now, this isn't for people that have dated extensively, because for those of you who've dated extensively, this podcast is really not going to be relevant. But for those of you who haven't dated very much and are trying to sit there and go, am I overreacting to something? This is for you guys. So anyway, this situation occurred where I got a message on one of the dating websites I was on. And honestly, on the dating websites, I'm just taking my profiles down because I have found it to be an utter and total pathetic situation. I'm just saying. And I'm not being bad to anyone that's on the dating websites. I'm simply saying that after trying the dating websites, I totally and wholeheartedly concur with my Lambeck that it just really isn't a good fit for me in the same way it wasn't a good fit for her, but for slightly different reasons. But first off, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my background in case you haven't listened to this podcast before or have not listened to previous podcasts on this before. So, that are recent. So anyway, I am in my early 30s. I am very different, not awkward, different because I'm doing a podcast on that later on here too, peeps. Yes. But anyway, when I was in my teens and my 20s, I was busy taking care of relatives. So I really just decided not to date. Now it's simply because I sat there and went, I can't focus on school and the care of my relatives and date. And so really until I was in my early 30s, I simply didn't have time to do that. Now, it's not that I'm against dating at all. It's simply that I just didn't have time. And I also wasn't going to do that because I thought it was unfair to another party to date them and try to take care of my relatives because I couldn't give them my full attention. And I'm like, you know, this isn't a good fit for right now. And I honestly thought because I was raised conservative Protestant. Now, when I say conservative Protestant, my, my family was charismatic. I am not. I am more like, I define myself as Anglican Jewish, which is really confusing for some people, but I am very, very not into the charismatic movement. It's nothing against people who are. It's just not for Anna because I am take off after my family that was more British side. And I just am way more quiet in church services than the charismatic movement is. So I'm like, I tend to go to mass, even though I'm not Catholic. And I also like Anglican or Episcopalian services for the same reasons, because they're just much more calmer when I do go to church, which isn't very often. Nothing against people who go to church, just not something I do very much, especially with the pandemic. 
So, and I listen to rabbinical lectures because I find them fascinating for commentary. Even if you're not into the Bible, they're still very interesting. So anyway, they will lead you down rabbit holes that are fascinating. And that's really an aside here, but just so everyone knows my background, I am very conservative in my situation, which meant that I was basically raised, for those of you who might not be used to conservative Christianity, so that you guys kind of have an idea, when we date as girls, we're not allowed to sleep with someone else, and we're not allowed to make out, and we really don't want to do any of those things, because we're like, we're going to do that with our husbands if we have them. Now, for guys in conservative Christianity, it's a little different. They can really do whatever they want, which is kind of, Honest always had a big problem with that because I'm like, the rules didn't change just because of your gender. It's just what's acceptable in those circles is sometimes changes, and that aggravates the snot out of me. Anyway, I could use a worse term, but I'm not going to. So anyway, when I was in my early 30s, I thought, you know what? I will maybe consider an arranged marriage type situation at some point if the right person comes along. But I decided against that because when I was 30, I found out I had had a head injury years ago. And I also am partially deaf from it. And I'm like, you know what, between that, the cause of the head injury, etc., I really don't want to have to deal with this with another person. I think I'll just live my life happy on my own and raise my kids. Because I've always known I was going to adopt kids. It's like, that's a non-negotiable in my life. The marriage thing may or may not ever happen. But kids, definitely. Because as Brian Andre says, I can imagine a life without children, but not with the same laughter and noise. If you haven't read Brian Andre's, totally check it out. And I'm not into bio kids either. It's not that I'm against them, but I'm like, the world has so many kids that need a place to live. I've always known I was going to adopt. Whether I have my own kids or not, it's like, you know what? I would have to love someone a lot to be pregnant for nine months, especially once I reached the waddle stage. I'm just saying. For me, it's like, you know, I'd really have to like someone a heck of a lot to do that for us as a couple. I'm just, yeah. Anyway, so I decided not to date. I just adopt the kids, etc. But then Bob came to me last year and she said, Gigi, I think you need to rethink this. And I went, we need to talk. And I said, Oh, we need to talk, which code word means I need to tell Gigi something that she's not going to like to hear, but she needs to hear because she won't listen to anyone but Bob or her best friend. And I'm like, oh, darn, what are you going to say, Bob? And Bob said, well, I think you need to rethink the whole not dating thing. She said, I know your reasons for you. They're legitimate reasons. But she said, you know what? No one's going to care if you can't hear quite right in your left ear if they like you. And she said, and no one's going to care that you got a head injury years ago. She said, they're not going to mind. She said, but they might mind not being there with you for life because you're a really interesting person. She said, they'd never be bored. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting thought. I, I do I am interesting, but that's not what most... I said, you know, Bob, I don't mean it bad to you at all, but I said, 
most guys aren't looking for interesting. They're looking for other things. And she's like, I still think we need to rethink this. She says, I will put that in my back pocket and probably never get to that thought, but okay. And then a few months later, another really good friend of mine said, Anna, Bob is grown. Bob is married. Bob is happily in her situation. You really should think about the fact that you could adopt the kids and get married. It's not impossible to have both and move where you're moving here in a few years. And I'm like, that's true, but it's an awful lot for someone to maybe take in. I mean, I've had years to plan this. They, they don't have that uh, thing. And, you know, and they're saying, okay, but on it, just think about it. And I'm like, okay, I will put that in the back pocket with Bob's thing that she told me like six months ago. And then my best friend was talking to me and he said, you know, Anna, I know that you don't like the idea of the, because for you, it is way too many hoops to jump through and you just don't do hoops. <laughs> he said, you know, some people do hoops. You really don't. I mean, I don't even do lines well. It took me years to figure out lines. And it's not because I like cutting in front of people. It's just when I was a kid, I really couldn't understand why people stood in line for stuff. It didn't make sense to me on a logical level. And I, it's hoops and lines and things. And I'm like, you know, there's way too much going on here for me. I mean, yeah. But my best friend, he said, Anna, you need to realize you are analytical. And that is not a bad thing. And yes, that might have been a weird thing in Western society because guys may not like analytical women quite as much in Western society. But he said, you do need to realize you're in Asia and Asian people like analytical people. Who says it, you know, why don't you just think for a moment about what would happen if you met someone who liked analytical women and liked you? And I was like, um... I will consider it and put it in my back pocket. But let's move on and talk about anime. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I did put it in my back pocket. But literally, it took my best friend. And that phone call afterwards, I was perfectly calm on the phone call. But I have to say, I utterly panicked after the phone call. Because I was like, my God, I never really thought about what would happen if I met someone who actually was a decent human being who liked analytical minds. And I thought, I would probably roadblock the whole situation to avoid inconveniencing someone with anything to do with me because I don't like inconveniencing people and I'm fiercely independent because I've needed to be. And it's like, this is difficult for me to process. And then I talked to another friend and they said, because they're the ones I talk to when I have these moments that I completely stress out internally and don't really want to talk to my friends and family about it. So I talked to my other friend and they said, Anna, you need to realize this hasn't happened yet. I said, okay, thank you for helping with that. I'm going to breathe a little calmer now. And they said, and you need to realize it may or may not happen, but it's good that you're panicking now instead of when it could happen. And it's good that you realize that, you know, you do have this problem that you're trying to work through so that you don't miss out on what you're supposed to do if you're supposed to do something and you also calm down about it 
you know, that's a good plan. So they helped me with that. And I was like, you know what? I'm calmed down. This is probably never going to happen. I'm not actively going out to date anyone. So I don't need to worry about this because the fact is that the chances that someone would like an analytical person like me who binge watches Asian BL drama and is not going to change that fact because they come into my life. I'm like, you know what? Um, And a menagerie of other things. It's like, I don't really think this is ever going to work because I don't believe in relationships making people change. I wouldn't want to change someone else. I wouldn't want them to change me. And there's a lot of things people would want to change about me, I think. So anyway, I was like, I'm not going to worry about dating. I'm not going to worry about any of that. But then I was watching, yeah, big shocker here, peeps, the Taiwanese BL drama series, Beloved in House. And honestly, that's what tipped the scales for me. Because when I got to about week eight of that series, I think it was the episode called Labradorite. Labradorite? Labradorite. I'm not sure how you say it. It's the beautiful stone that looks dark and muddy, but then you hold it up to the light and it just glimmers. It's fascinating. Okay, but anyway, my favorite gemstone, actually. But uh, moving on here. So... But there is a scene in that series, and yes, it is a BL drama, but the whole reason I love BL drama has nothing to do with the fact that it's BL drama. It has nothing to do with sexual orientation at all. It has to do with the fact that BL drama usually discusses more difficult subject matters that have nothing to do with sexual orientation, and also the relationships tend to be built on better things than the rom-coms that you see out there. But anyway, I'm watching I Do Be Loved in House, the Taiwanese BL drama series, and I hit the tire swing scene. And I was like, damn, I hardly ever swear, peeps. So this is like maybe the one time in the whole podcast I've ever sworn. It was like, that scene made me go, oh, darn, that's what my friends were trying to tell me that I couldn't hear. Darn it. And it wasn't even about the dialogue of that scene, because really what the dialogue in that scene is about is the two characters are sitting there, and they say, you know, it's not bad to have someone by your side. And honestly, I wasn't thinking about it in that way. I was like, I could not be there for someone on a tire swing, and that would be wrong, because I'm sitting there going all the reasons not to be there outweigh the benefits of being there for that person, and that would be wrong if I'm supposed to be there for that person on the tire swing. And they're like... I don't like not being there for people. That is a difficult thing to adjust to. So I did put my profile up on a couple of dating websites. I'm like, you know what? No one's going to contact me. And then I had my not date me, which let's just say that was interesting. And, you know, I I learned something from that. But then I had... Another person messaged me about a week later and say they wanted to meet. I was like, did you read my profile? And then they sent me a message and said, well, I know why you're single and I know why you're staying single. And you must be one of those BLM people. And I'm like, um, I have no idea what a BLM person is. And then I realized because I'm terrible with acronyms. I'm like, you know what? It took me about two hours to figure out what the guy was saying because I wasn't Googling stuff at that point in time. And then I sat there and went, 
oh, he's saying Black Lives Matter. I'm like, what does moving to the country that I'm moving to, which is nowhere near Africa, and what does adopting the kids have to do with Black Lives Matter? And yes, I do believe Black Lives Matter. I believe all lives matter, though. I mean, so I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm like, that was really awkward. And at that point, I was like, you know what? This whole thing is kind of an utter something shoot. And you can figure out what I was sitting there thinking. So anyway, that happened. And then a few days later, I get this message from this individual. And I'm like, this I don't think is going to work. And I'm not sure why they messaged me. So I said, did you read my profile? And they said, yes, I read your profile. I like where you're moving. I like that you're adopting the kids. That's a really cool thing. And I'm like, this is weird. Okay, bullet pointed, good reasons. You actually read the profile. That's good. But I'm like, you're Catholic and I'm Protestant. And although most of my friends throughout the years have been Catholic, I'm like, that could be difficult because marriages between Catholics and Protestants can be difficult. Um, Let me go back in time here. Three generations ago in my family, we were Catholic on my father's side. Then the grandfather, great-great-grandfather, who was supposed to be the priest, decided to marry my Methodist grandmother. And all hell broke loose in our family. And my Roman Irish Catholic great-great-great-grandmother said some really atrocious things to my 19-year-old Methodist grandmother and the man who married her, who was my great-great-great-great-grandmother's son. And let's just say that everyone in the family remembers what the Irish Roman Catholic grandmother said, which was basically, I want to kill all Protestant people. And yeah, anyway, it was just a really delightful situation. And that is no reflection on Catholicism in general. That is a reflection on a really angry Irish grandmother I had. So anyway, it left a bitter taste in that side of the family's um, lineage. And no one's been Catholic since. And it's like, I go to Mass, but I'm not Catholic. And one of the reasons is, is yeah, my grandmother kind of messed that up for everyone. I mean, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have, that she maybe should have been happy about the situation. I'm just saying you don't sit there and spew forth uh, hate about people simply because uh, they're Protestant and you're not, or vice versa. So anyway, but I'm like, I don't really think this is going to work, but I've been working really hard at not saying no to things. So you say, I said, you know, I'm going to go meet this person. We happen to be going to the same area for a bookshop. I'm like, you know, I'm going to that bookshop anyway on the same day. Oddly enough, I was like, I'll go meet this person. So I met them. And the one thing I noticed is they were very calm. I'm like, they are calm. This is the antithesis of the other person, which is good. So I met with them once. Then I met with them again, watched a medical drama. It was interesting. I like medical dramas. Reminded me of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Great show if you haven't checked that one out. But anyway, I'm like, you know, this person's okay. And I forgot to turn off notifications again. This person's okay. They're calm. They seem to be perfectly good with the kid idea. They seem to be perfectly good with the travel plan idea. But then we went to date 
four, I think. And that's when things just derailed. And it took me a couple of days to process the derailing, but it really derailed because, okay, I am Protestant, kind of Anglican, but not joined the Anglican church. So just, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to be, I think, I don't remember. The thing I can compare it to is it's kind of like if you're a Muslim girl, you don't do certain things before marriage. In the same way, if you're kind of Anglican, you don't do certain things before marriage. It's not that I'm judging anyone who does anything before marriage. It's like, you know what? You do you. For me, that's not me. I'm like, you know what? There are certain things I know are not me, aren't ever going to be me. And that's okay. I I know myself very well and I'm like, I'm good with it. But, you know, this situation occurred four dates in. I'm not saying there, I'm going, you know, I've known this person for less than probably four hours in total. I mean, I know we've been on four dates, but literally probably about four, maybe six hours. I don't know. And they said, well, I know what you said in your profile, but would you consider basically making out with me? Which isn't really sex. I'm like, you know, let's define what you consider making out. And they define it for me. I said, nope, that's not going to happen with me. I said, and if that's a problem, that's okay. But that wall is not coming down. And I'm like, you know, I was just sitting there very calmly, but I'm like, I'm observo. And I'm like, that's that's not going to happen. I said, you know, um, I totally get if that's an issue for you, but no, not, not, nope, not going to happen. And they said, well, would you, um, let me touch your front? I said, that ain't going to happen either. <laughs> and I said, and he said, boy, you have walls. And I was like, yeah, I do have walls, but they're going to stay there. And that's the way it is. I'm sitting there going, you know, I don't know what happened, but I was like, I was very calm about things. I sit there very nicely. And I'm like, you know what? For some people, that wouldn't bother them off for me. I'm like, um, I am way more than my front. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's what you're really thinking about, I really think this needs to end very soon. So I sat there and I was like, have a nice day. Here's some food. Take it with you. Bye-bye. And then I sat there and went, this is not the person for me. This is not the person to be around my kids. And this is, you know, a good thing for me to observe because I am so glad they said this now when we're like four dates and less than six hours of knowing each other because I sat there and went, you know, the thing that bothered me the most out of the whole thing was not that they said it to me. I sat there and went, why are you troubled by this? And I'm going, you really don't care that he said this to you. That's not what bugs you. And I said, no, that's not what bugs me at all. The thing that bugs me is I'm going, um, you know, how many other people has he said this to? And how many people have said yes? And I'm going, I really don't want to think about someone who I would be with. Um, to be quite honest, I'm like, I don't want someone who's around me and the boys to be a, a massive front toucher. I was like, this is disturbing. And this is probably why this guy has not married yet. Because other women don't like this about him, too. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going, you know, married couples can do whatever they like. But I'm like, in, in Fermanagh, it's like, uh, no, I am way more than my front. And if that's what you're thinking about, I think you need to go bye-bye. So that was 
Anna. Now, did I break the situation up that day? No, because honestly, I have to process literally two days at least for everything when it comes to emotional situations. I knew I didn't like it, but it took me literally two days to break apart. I had to sit there and percolate, as it were, and go, why does this bother me? I went, it's not because of me. It's not really anything about me. And I went, I sat there and did my little un ho from Romance is a Bonus Book with taking all my spectacles and looking outside myself and going, why is this bug me so bad? And I went, it bugs you because, you know, it's how this person sees women. They don't respect women. They just want to use women. And they obviously don't respect you and your profile or they would have never asked you these questions because you clearly state in your profile X, Y, or Z. And the thing that I realized with this whole situation is I am happy as I am. Now, it's not that I wouldn't be happy with someone else, but it's simply that I'm not willing to be with someone who wants to change me or wants to alter my life decisions in a way that I would not feel good about myself with. Now, does that mean that I think everyone should never do that kind of thing? I'm going, no, I figure everyone do what they want to do. But I want to be with some people if I am with some person, some person, yeah, person, not people. I'm just with my grandma tonight. Okay, but anyway, I don't want them to ever say that to me after any dates. I'm like, no, that's not something that we bring up. I sit there and it took me literally three days to get super hacked about this before I thought, you know what, Anna, this isn't a good fit for you. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. And then, you know, three days into that, I was like, I am hacked. I am hacked because this person read my profile. They knew where I stood on this whole deal and they asked this stupid question. And I was like, Yes, I am hacked. And my great-grandmother rose from me. I think about it as my great-grandmother. It's like I feel them rising from my chest as it were. Because it's like I'm normally such a quiet and nice person. And then on a rare occasion, I get riled. And, you know, I was fine for about three days. I just simply, I was like, I'm not going to bother them now because they're in the middle of a huge class schedule thing because they're in college too, and I was like, I'm going to let them know that I cannot be around them in three days so that they're not trying to finish school papers when I decide that this isn't going to work. So I messaged them three days later, said, you know what, I'm glad I met you, but this is not a good fit, and you need to be with someone who you want to be with, who doesn't mind you asking those kind of questions. And, um, but then they kept messaging me. And that was a really bad decision on their part. I mean, it really was. Because I'm like, you know, if you hadn't messaged me, it probably wouldn't have made me reply the way that I did. But they were like, well, can we still be friends? Can I still come see you maybe when you're in your other country area that you're going to? And I'm like, no, we can't be friends. No, you can't come see me, and I'm definitely not letting you see the kids because I don't want them around someone who I know is a person who asks pretty much random strangers if they can touch their front. I'm like, no, 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 no. And so I let it slide for the first day, but then the second day they kept texting. They were like, you're not replying to my text. And I'm like, okay, 
you asked for it, and I'm officially hacked right now because if you obviously haven't gotten my hints in why I decided to break up with you, then boy, now you're going to get it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was pretty nice overall, but I was like, no, I don't want to stay friends, and I don't want to see you when I move because you know how I feel about this issue, and yet you asked these questions, and I'm pretty much repulsed by your behavior because you should know better given my situation and also would you want your own daughter at some point to have someone ask her those questions I mean forget you yourself what do you want to be like for your kids I mean if really being a good good husband and father in the future is a big deal for you then maybe I need to think about what kind of person you are now. And I'm not trying to be super didactic here. I'm simply saying I'm really tired of guys being absolute jerks and getting away with it. I mean, that that really bugs me. And it's not just guys. Girls can be absolute jerks too and try to get away with it. And I don't like that either. So I'm not sexist here. I'm simply saying I don't like people being jerks and saying things that they have no business saying to people who they know won't like this situation and think they can get away with it. I'm like, uh, no, I, yeah, this really is annoying. So anyway, at the end of the day, what I've realized is I don't like online dating. I also don't like it that people think that they are going to change your mind about things because they read your profile and then they go, oh, I think I'll just change your mind. I'm like, you know, that might work for some people, but for me, it's like, you don't want to come at me with the idea that you're going to change my mind is the initial um, situation. And on certain things, it's like, you're never going to change my mind on certain things. Does that mean that, you know, more power to you? But yeah, there are certain things like, yeah, you shouldn't try with Anna. And the thing I've realized is I sat there for a while and went, is something wrong with me? Is something not okay? I mean, what is with this? And the thing I realized is it's not that at all. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not even saying, well, yeah, there was something wrong with that one person. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, there was something wrong when you read the profile and then you, yeah, yeah, major wrong. But anyway, the point is, is be glad for who you are. And the thing is, is if you are supposed to be with someone, I've gotten to the point with me where it's like, if there's one thing this last week has taught me, it's like, I would rather have no one in my life ever than have someone ever suggest anything like that person did, knowing what they know about me and my belief system. It's like, no, I would rather be alone my whole life than that. And you know, I may be alone, I may not be alone, but I do know one thing, if I do end up with someone, they're going to be the kind of person that appreciates the fact that I did not let someone touch my front as they so, yeah, put. I'm like, that is not something that you say to anyone. That is not something, I mean, if my kids ever said that to someone, I would sit there and go, I have totally screwed up with these kids because they have forgotten that these people are a person. They are not a sexual object. I, I mean, no offense. I'm like, 
People are people. You don't see them that way. You see them as a whole of their parts, not as some of their parts, as it were. And the thing is, is, yeah, I'm hacked about the situation, but it also taught me a valuable lesson. It taught me that I'm probably not doing online dating because I'm like, I'm kind of fed up with the junk, as it were. I'm fed up with people reading my profile, then wasting my time and theirs thinking they can change my decisions about very important things to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather spend my time with my friends. I'd rather spend my time with my family. I'd rather spend my time on projects that I know are going to be productive than to waste my time with this junk. So I'm like, I'm, yeah, I think I'm done. Now, it doesn't mean that I am against dating. If I met someone who I thought was a good fit, I might consider it if they liked me and I liked them and it was mutual. But I'm like, you know what? At this point in time, I'm so okay just with who I am. I mean, I like being able to just crash at my house or go for a walk or do things by myself. It's like, I'm not really... I mean, it's not that I'm not saying it wouldn't be nice to have someone around me. It's not that at all. It's just I'd rather not have someone around me than have someone who's an absolute jerk around me, if that makes sense, around my kids. So the one thing I've learned from this whole situation is be yourself, be true to yourself, whatever that means. And realize that whether or whether or not, it's like the only reason I did this exercise is I'm like, I wanted to make sure I wasn't not there for someone I was supposed to be there for. What this taught me is I can pretty much guarantee you I'm not supposed to be there for anyone who I've, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I've taken care of that. I've made sure that as much to my ability as possible, I didn't mess that up. And at the end of the day, I think that was the whole point of the exercise. So, yeah. I think that was a good one. And with that, is on out. Check it at the round table. Bye.